This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a wonderful weekend or I guess whenever you're listening to this. I am recording this on a Monday. I usually record my podcast on a Monday, but that flow might be switched up now that I am just going with the flow of inspiration. If you didn't hear at the beginning of my last podcast episode, I announced the slight change in scheduling, just another reminder. I'm still going to have the same number of episodes come out every month, but they might not be on every Monday and Thursday. I'm just going to go with the flow of inspiration and record podcasts as as that comes to me. So if you are subscribed to the show, you will you will see every time I post a new episode, but I'll I'll be in here regularly. Just wanted to let you know. So if you are expecting something on every Monday and every Thursday and you don't see it, don't worry, don't freak out the show will be coming. I am just realigning everything so that I can move with my inspiration. And I think the content's going to be even better when I, when I can do that. So don't forget about that slight change. I'm really excited. I feel like I have so many things that I'm, I'm shifting in my business and my schedule. I mean, per usual, (laughs) what else is new? But yeah, I just feel the the freedom in it, the expansion in it, and I am really excited, leaning into my my human design, leading into my intuition. There are some big shifts that I have been guided to make intuitively for a long time that have just been a work in progress, let's say, for me to finally get to. And we are getting there, so I am just really pumped about everything. And I also just want to say that I am really hoping to do a lot more Q&A episodes on the podcast and answer more questions on YouTube. I love, love, love doing Q&As. And if you do have questions or topics that you would like to hear me explore, cover topics that you want me to go into channel about and see what the guides have to say, then I would love to hear that. And the best place to post those would be in the private community forum. It's totally free. You can sign up by going to christinathechannel.com slash membership. So it is on the membership page, but if you just scroll down, the the first box on the left that you'll see is to sign up for the free forum. And that's a great place to connect with other podcast listeners, other people who are in this community, people who are going through the 30-day 5D Ascension Challenge, which if you haven't already done that, you should hop on it because it will totally shift your life. You will notice a huge shift in vibration. It will super amplify your manifestation practice. So check that out. But that forum, I would highly recommend joining. Would love to have you in there. Great place to post topics, ask questions, connect with other people, find people in your area, all that fun stuff. So just go to christinathechannel.com slash membership. And again, you'll find the link to join right there. One of my favorite 
Pelpax is using Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex. I became obsessed with apple cider vinegar about five years ago. It changed my life. I always struggled with imbalanced blood sugar. I would have energy crashes. I would have mood swings. I would have intense sugar cravings. My appetite was out of control. And something that helped me so much was apple cider vinegar and taking that every single day. The thing is, and people who know me know, I used to literally carry a huge jar of apple cider vinegar everywhere, which was kind of a pain in my butt. And it actually started to have negative effects on my enamel because I would drink it all the time. Diluted, of course. But Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex makes it so much easier to get the benefits of apple cider vinegar for balancing my blood sugar and my gut health. I noticed a huge difference in my digestion when I take apple cider vinegar. This supplement makes it so much easier to get those benefits and I don't have any of the downsides of having to carry around a big bottle of ACV or having those negative effects on my teeth. Paleo Valley uses all organic ingredients and the supplement has a blend of organic ACV, lemon, Ceylon cinnamon, ginger, and turmeric. Super high quality and so effective if you are looking to balance your blood sugar, reduce sugar cravings, help your digestion, and even help stop some heartburn symptoms, then check this out. I also want to give a shout out to Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex, one of my favorite products ever. It is so hard to find a high quality vitamin C and this is the best vitamin C I have ever used. I've tried so many. If you've been on any type of detox protocols, I'm sure you know how important a vitamin C is. Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex is made up of three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Most vitamin C supplements are derived from GMO corn and have just ascorbic acid, but Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex has the full spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C. This is amazing for helping to boost your immune system, support detoxification. It helps to boost energy, reduce fatigue. It can also help to combat weight gain and helps to regulate your stress hormone. And with all of the focus around boosting the immune system right now, I think this is so helpful for everybody to have in their supplement cabinet. Remember that all Paleo Valley products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods I am obsessed. So if you want to try out either of these supplements or any of Paleo Valley's other products, just head to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina for 15% off. That's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A will get you 15% off. Today's podcast, I actually was going to record last week when I was in the heat of the moment, but I decided to just let myself simmer down for a second because <laughs> uh, I could have gone on an intense rant about this. So it'll be kind of a rant, but a little more simmered down. If you've been following me for a while, you probably remember, like, I don't even know how many years ago that was when I lived in LA and I used to go on these, I used to go on a walk every single night. Looking back, it was probably not the smartest thing because it was not in a safe area. It was not in a safe area at all. And I'm like this I don't know, 23-year-old blonde girl walking through LA by the freeway, very sketchy areas. I lived literally in between two dispensaries. It was it was a whole thing. Uh, but I would go on a walk every night and just go on these rants. And people still message me. And they're like, I miss Christina rants. I think I'm just, I think I'm just calmer now. I think I'm just calmer overall, although I'm still very expressive, you know, but. Anyway, this one might remind you of that. So what I want to talk about 
is what the guides call the science attachment. So I think this is really interesting. And I'll start with on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, I went live and talked about the, the V, the sickness, the cocoa, whatever you want to call it, the larger agenda is at play. And I feel like I got through a lot of it, but I didn't get through all of it, but it was already two hours. So I needed to wrap that up. <laughs> but it was actually a really important, a really important thing for me to do personally. I just felt like I was going to burst. I mean, maybe that's my, you know, open throat center, human design, but I am that type of person where if I feel like things are not being said, I feel like I'm going to explode. I am just not the type of person that can hold things in when I feel like they're really, really important. And I had been keeping quieter about everything going on just because I already knew how censored a lot of my platforms already are, which is why, you know, when you share my content, it means so much to me because most of my platforms are, have been, I'm going to, they're not anymore universe, uh, but they have been pretty blocked over the last two years or so, ever since I posted a podcast about, I was going to say the V, but which one is like the V? V's in general. You know what I'm saying? Jabs, we can call it, you know, whatever it is. It's so silly. I mean, it's just so silly. At a certain point, I'm like, do I even give a shit? Whatever. But I just feel like there are so many people talking about it and I was still processing and getting so much information. And, you know, the last couple of years for me have been really intense personally. Anybody who's been through a spiritual awakening, spiritual initiations, it can be pretty intense. And so I was just going through a lot myself. And also, to be honest, like, I just feel like the more energy, well, I don't feel like this, the truth of quantum physics, the more energy that we give something, the more we are energizing its existence. And I think there's a fine line between bypassing, right? We don't really want, we don't want to bypass. We want to feel our feelings and acknowledging things, but also what am I going to energize the existence of and not, right? And so it's like, I can acknowledge things are going on and learn from that and feel feel that. But then also in my daily life, being overly focused on it is not helping it go away. And in fact, is probably lowering my vibration. And with how intense the last year or two years has been, I mean, yeah, when I can be in my highest vibration and be in my bubble of of me life, I'm going to let myself be in that happiness. I'm a big proponent of like feeling it all. You know, I think they're, they're, I feel like people miss things when they just try and stay in all of the love and happiness. And there's a lot of bypassing, but then also when people are so focused on all of the dark energies, all of the low frequency energies, all of the fear, all of the propaganda, like that doesn't feel really good either. Right. And so I think there's there's a balance to be had is just my, my personal feeling on it. But anyway, it was really important for me to, uh, to start to really speak my truth in, in a clear way. And I've kind of just hit a point where I'm like, I don't even give a shit anymore. I don't really give a shit if people don't like what I have to say, because I don't need people to agree with me. I have lots of people in my life who I'm very close to who have very different beliefs than me. And that's totally fine. I still love and respect them. Um, I think it's important that people view things differently. What I value is is openness, open-mindedness, and and 
respect and just people staying in their truth and being really true to themselves. I think that's the most important thing. But I just didn't want to feel like, and on a larger scale, not even just about this topic, but in my life, like, I don't want to filter anything, nothing. So there we go. Anyway, I had such amazing feedback from that YouTube video. So thank you so much for everybody who showed up. There are a ton of people there and for everybody who watched after and shared it and reached out to me. I had so many messages of people um, like telling me that it brought them to tears and that it was so empowering. And I'm just so, so grateful for that response. And yeah, I just love you guys so much. So thank you for that. And for me, it was, it was a huge initiation and, you know, with being an intuitive and anybody who's receiving intuitive messages in your life, you'll notice the pattern where sometimes the guides, right, they'll, they'll guide you to do something and you want more, but they're not going to give you more until you follow the guidance. And so for me, that was a huge block. It was very much like this needs to be spoken up about keeping that, keeping this information inside was actually giving me physical issues, like physical issues. And I knew that very clearly. And I was getting a lot of clearer guidance about that. And yeah, there were just many reasons, but that was, that was a big shift for me. And I noticed a huge shift in my energy and my vibration. It was like floodgates opened uh, after I just spoke my truth. And yeah, I didn't get to everything in that video, but I feel like I got through a lot. And it was interesting to me because there are certain people who reached out to me about that video. And I was actually confused and maybe they just only watched part of the video, but I think in some of the feedback or in, in, I wouldn't say feedback, but in the conversations I had with people afterward, I was a little confused because they were saying like, I totally respect and understand your perspective. I'm more of a science person. And like, there was some gap between like, you're a science person or you're not as if the scientific perspective and the spiritual energetic perspective are not aligned and like you have to pick a side. And I kind of felt like, whoa, whoa, do we miss something here? Um, and so I was just like thinking about that. And it's important, you know, I know a lot of content creators listen, listen to my podcast and are in my community. You know, people are going to hear what they're primed to hear, right? So that could be what they want to hear, what they're looking to hear going to hear it from the lens that whatever lens are coming from right and so sometimes this is how things can get misconstrued or like the whole perspective isn't uh I don't know sinking in so I was just thinking about that and then I was just sitting with that and then I was listening to a podcast not too long after and it was about hormone balance I don't even remember but the the person who was being interviewed, and I don't remember who it was, but that doesn't really matter. The person who was being interviewed, uh, he was talking about how he got really into health and nutrition and then went down the med school track and then pretty quickly realized this doesn't resonate with me. So he dropped out of med school. He was uh, really interested in the brain and the psychology of things. So then he thought, maybe I want to be a clinical psychologist, went down that track. But then along the way, got really into, you know, understanding energy and realized, realized that if he were to work with patients as a clinical psychologist, he wouldn't be able to use all of these other modalities that he believed were so, so crucial for helping people with their mental health, with their energy, with their life. 
um, because he had been studying nutrition and energy healing modalities, fitness, and, you know, that a lot of the modalities that he would want to use would be out of scope. And legally, he he would have his license revoked if, if he used them. And this is a story I've heard so many times before. I have so many colleagues who started off on a more traditional path, whether that be med school. I have a lot of friends who have gone down, you know, the path of becoming a clinical psychologist, a psychiatrist, and have actually decided to to leave so that they could utilize other modalities. And it was when I was listening to that podcast after he's telling the story, and I'm I'm thinking in my head like, I've I've heard this so many times before. It's such a common story of people that I'm around. I just started getting like all of these messages flooding in, kind of tying in that experience that that person was having and and his story and kind of the response and what I've been thinking about after my YouTube video about the V. And so I just want to offer a different perspective, maybe, or maybe it is your perspective. Doesn't really matter. Um, because I, I feel confused about this gap that people think there is between science and energy, between science and manifestation, between science and intuition in psychic abilities. I feel like there's a whole group of people that have decided it has to be one or the other. And I don't really, I don't really understand why. And here's what I'll say. It's interesting because depending on when you found this podcast or when people in my audience in general, like found me, they might have a very different perception of me. So I came into this whole world, into the world of alternative health through like a very scientific lens. I was so into the science of everything, deep into uh, scientific studies and research journals. And I opened myself up to alternative health. I'll say two main ways, right? One was my own, my own healing journey, my own journey of having chronic illness, you know, going totally the Western medicine track and seeing all these different specialists and really just being overlooked, told I was crazy, that, you know, SIBO doesn't exist and all these things that I believed I had didn't exist. And then just being like, you know, if I want to survive, if I'm going to live because my body was literally shutting down, I have to, I have to be open to anything. And that's when I started going deep into the science to study and learn for myself about health and nutrition. And the deeper I got into that and the deeper I got into scientific studies and different research articles, I started to realize, wait, this doesn't even make sense. And all of that led me to the world of quote unquote alternative health which I think we need to think about for a second, right? Why is something labeled alternative health? Like, okay, it's not mainstream, but we need to really be aware of all of the labels put on things, alternative health, conspiracy theories, that is a way of, to be honest, kind of brainwashing us to already have a bias towards certain things just through the name itself. But anyway, the deeper I went into the science, that's more the route I I was led to. At the same time, you know, I was a psychology student at UCLA and I took a lot of classes on the psychology of scientific studies, taking statistics and learning about how we run the numbers when it comes to different scientific studies, learning about how you can manipulate studies. That whole part of psychology and that whole part of my education was very, very interesting to me because I started to realize, well, I started to read scientific articles in, in a very different way. And in my psychology classes, I mean, we literally learned about all of the things that affect, affect results within studies. Even if you just take a simple statistics class, right, and you just knock out all of the outliers. Think about 
lab ranges, right? And why is a functional medicine lab range so different than a standard lab range? We want to be basing what's healthy on the average person or the healthy person. <laughs> like there is there's disagreement amongst like what what are health markers? We also need to zoom out and think about how studies are run, who's funding them. Um, the number of studies that have been fudged, you know, and I took multiple classes going deep into this. And so I think that angle, um, learning that in college really started to shift how I was reading science because I had a wider lens and, you know, I, that was just an undergrad. So to me, I think about the people who have so much more training and studying and like have gone to school for so much longer than me. And obviously, I'm assuming would be going much more in depth than that. And so part of me, like just knowing what I learned and then knowing there are so many people who are so much better studied on those topics, I kind of just don't understand how they're going along with certain quote unquote studies when the science is clearly like botched or we're looking at funding. Like, I just don't even understand that gap, to be honest. And, you know, I, I had a couple papers where I had to write like literally 40 page papers and go through hundreds of research articles of studies, um, different studies, and then basically create like, it was almost like a meta-analysis. And you start to notice things like, for example, one of those papers that I wrote was about a ketogenic diet. I was looking at the health effects of a ketogenic diet versus a Mediterranean diet. And I think specifically weight loss. But the point is, I'm, I'm, basically I compiled like, a ton of, of studies um, comparing people who were on a ketogenic diet to a Mediterranean diet. And I go through all of these studies, so many, and I'm like, holy shit, like so many people are using Mediterranean diet versus keto diet. But if you really, if you go in and read the whole paper and how they conducted the study, there are so many variables that were not accounted for. People would use those terms and their definition of a keto diet could be completely different than like all of these other studies. And then what is the keto diet comprised of? Is it a whole foods keto diet? At the time, at the time, I don't know if there, there are more now, but it was really hard for me to find studies that were actually looking at a, what I considered to be a quality keto diet, like whole foods based. It was all like either high in dairy or um, like shakes. They were using like shakes. And then even people's definition of a Mediterranean diet. And we have to look at, you know, what are the macronutrient ratios, all of that. And you just start to realize how people can look at so many different studies and make, make claims about, I'm just using this as an example, like diet, but like, what's the definition of it? And do we actually have enough research to make a fair claim? I mean, when you really dive into research, and this is the problem, most people who are spitting things out there don't actually even look at look at the research themselves. They just listen to what somebody else says and then copy that. But if you actually looked into the research, you might be a little more skeptical of things and have a broader point of view. But here's my thing. Um, I think it's easy to categorize people who are spiritual <laughs> as like anti-science. I don't consider myself to be anti-science at all. Um, I think that, well, in my perspective, I value the science quite a bit, but I'm also not deciding that anyone who's a doctor who says this is the science is, is my truth. I would actually, I would rather actually read the article and see how studies are conducted. And because I'm not really like attached to any outcomes 
um, to me, I'm unbiased when I look at things. Here's the thing that's been interesting to me, which is where I like don't understand this gap. The most, the most scientific people I know, like in what, in my head, what I believe to be scientific, like super, super intelligent, really understand science, really understand good science. Most scientific people I know are also super woo and super spiritual. And the conclusions they come to scientifically are in alignment with the, the energetic explanation because everything is energy. This is science. It is quantum physics. Manifestation is not woo. It's not like I, I believe in manifestation or I believe in science. Manifestation, how that works, law of attraction, law of resonance. This is all science. This is how the world works. Everything is made of energy. We are all made of energy. Do you remember learning this when you were young? Like middle school, high school, everything is made up of atoms. And I remember learning this and looking at looking at my desk. I remember looking at my desk and like like literally knocking on it with my hand, like, what the what the hell? Like this is made up of vibrating particles, but it feels solid to me. What what the hell? Like my brain was exploding and my brain couldn't really understand it. So I decided to just kind of push it aside because that was easier. And that's what I think a lot of people do nowadays. What I don't understand, like I I genuinely think about this, like. Well, I, I know why for many people, but not everyone. But to me, if you're on a very scientific track, I, I don't under, I don't know how you couldn't eventually get to the more energetic side, because to me, it's a natural progression. And I think when people are, you know, saying things like, well, the science says this, I mean, my question is what what is what is your definition of science like what is science to you what science are you talking about because i can i can show you all kinds of things i can show you science that supports this and that i feel like i feel like but where's the science but what's the science it's such a cop out because if you really want to get into like what the science is there is science that supports all of this woo woo stuff otherwise it wouldn't really work but i feel like to me personally my opinion for me I always feel like I'm just like living by a different definition of science, I feel like, because it is not science to me to screw with the results of a study to be in favor of someone making money. To me, that isn't that isn't science. To me, it isn't science to hire a scientist to research what the food pyramid should be to promote the health of people and then not like the results because it would cost too much money to support people who need help with food. So let's just shift it completely so that we save money. To me, that's not science. To me, it is it is not science to turn the other way to things that you don't want to see because it doesn't fit your paradigm or because it would be too much work to shift how you do things or because it hurts your ego to say, actually, we've learned something new now. To me, it is science, right? To continuously be testing new hypotheses. This is how we learn new things. So of course, it's going to start with things that people don't believe in or don't understand at first. That's how we come to conclusions. But also when we keep testing things that we believe to be true because the studies have supported it, it is science to be open to and fully acknowledge, wait, this study showed the exact opposite results. This is interesting. Maybe it's time we shift our paradigm. So when people are so caught up in the science, because I know most people listening to this are not like straight up scientists. But when you believe that 
something is rooted in science. My question is like, what science are you talking about? Are you talking about science as in it is science if somebody who is a doctor tells me it's true? Because you can find doctors that have like a whole range of perspectives on on the same topic. But here's the thing. If you really want to be attached to the science, to me, like if that's what you're going to stand by, right? And you're saying you're science-based, are you actually looking at the science or are you just listening to and regurgitating someone else who you think is scientific or regurgitating the government? Because here's the thing. (laughs) Most people who say that they're living by the science, they don't actually understand the science. They haven't actually looked into the science. My absolute favorite Organifi product is back in stock and I need to tell you about it because I thought it was limited edition. I didn't know it was coming back and now it's back and you are going to want to get your hands on this ASAP Organifi Harmony. You know, I am obsessed with all of Organifi's products. I pretty much drink Organifi all day long, but this is definitely my favorite product. It tastes like hot chocolate, but has no added sugar. All you need to do is add water. And it is designed specifically to balance your body's hormones through a specific superfood blend to help you combat any fatigue, bloating, mood swings, or any other symptoms of hormonal imbalance. Organifi's Harmony contains cacao, of course, maca, which is amazing for naturally balancing hormones and enhancing energy and alertness, chasteberry, a really popular natural remedy for PMS and cramps, shatavari, an adaptogenic herb, ginger, turmeric, so many incredible ingredients, gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, soy-free. It is the most delicious way to help balance your hormones. And I'm so excited it's back in stock because I didn't know it was going to come back. I ordered so many of them last weekend when I found out that they were coming back. So you will definitely want to get your hands on them. And while you're shopping Organifi, check out some of my other favorite products. You know, I drink the green juice pretty much every day. Such a delicious natural way to support detoxification and give you natural energy without the caffeine kick. I just mix it with some nut milk and it tastes like a delicious minty refresher that amps me up for the day and helps to naturally detoxify the body. I typically have red juice in the afternoon. I just mix it with some water. It's like a healthy fruit punch with less than a gram of sugar per serving and it contains a ton of incredible superfood ingredients that help to give you a natural energy boost like one of my favorite favorite ingredients, cordyceps, and give you a boost of antioxidants, support detoxification through ingredients like acai and beets, but it literally tastes like a healthy fruit punch. I am so obsessed with these products. If you have not tried them out yet, then I cannot recommend them enough. They taste amazing, make me feel amazing, and I will never go back. So if you want to try out any of these products, again, get your hands on the Harmony. You're going to want this. Just head to Organifi.com slash CTC and my code CTC will get you 20% off. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC and that code CTC will get you 20% off. And when you get your order in the mail, make sure you tag me on social media so I can see what you got. I'm just using this whole, you know, virus V thing as an example of this. Because I think it's important. And this time, this is so much of what this time is about, you guys. Like everything that's going on in the world. If you're here, you are awake. (laughs) You are awake. You're thinking bigger. And there's so much coming up in our world that is meant to teach us, that is meant to expand us, that is meant to bring things to light that we were overlooking before. And to give you a parallel, this might feel intense, but it's the same energy of it. Let's say someone grows up in an abusive household 
And there are many different types of abuse. And maybe they don't even realize that it's abusive. I can't tell you how common this is for people. They don't realize until they're older that they were in an abusive environment with their parents or maybe in their partnership. Maybe they've been in a relationship, a romantic relationship, and it is abusive. It's very toxic to the point of being abusive. And it takes them years to even recognize that because it's normal for them. I've seen this so often. I I have been in experiences like that where, you know, it took going to therapy for my therapist, multiple therapists to say, you know, that that relationship was very abusive. Like that would be categorized as abuse. And I didn't really realize how significant that was until somebody put it into perspective for me. But it's pretty common. And when it's people that we love or people that we are told we're meant to trust or they tell us that that we can trust them. It can be really hard for us to to see that. It can be really difficult to see that because you don't want to see that somebody who you thought had your best interest, somebody who you thought loved you was not treating you well. And I'm giving this example because it is a parallel to what's happening on a larger scale with people waking up to many systems embedded in society that we might have been told, oh, we know what's best for you. Oh, this is all for your best and we're taking care of you. And then you might go deeper and realize, wait, there are all these places where you're being selfish. This is about you. Don't have my best interests at heart. I'm getting fucked over here. We have to stop thinking in this like this or that. You know, this, it's a very 3D paradigm thinking everything is this or that, right or wrong, good or bad. When really there's so much gray area, there's so much gray area, you know, it's like we can't label whole groups of people, good or bad, right or wrong. They have our best interest in mind or they don't like it, it's it's more nuanced than that, right? <laughs> there are so many different energies embedded within within a system. Like let's take government, for example, there there's some screwed up shit in there, right? There's some really screwed up stuff, but there are also people in government who I truly believe are like super light workers who have beautiful hearts, right? Like it's it's not so this or that. It's easier for our brains to understand things. Like this is literally how our brains work. They they wanna we want we wanna group things. We wanna categorize things. Most people don't even, you know, they just don't want to look into the nuances. It's easier to label things as a whole. It's easier to group things as a whole. But we have to start coming to terms with truth and truth often is a triggering energy for people because they're not used to it because we're so used to a different frequency. And a lot of these larger systems represent kind of like what, what parental figures would represent to a child, right? So you think like parent to child and what we what we grow up believing like our, our parents are supposed to provide for us and how difficult it can be for a child if if they don't feel like they were provided for in the ways that they they needed. It's a very similar thing for people to come to terms with the fact that, you know, me living in society, maybe a lot of these larger structures don't have my back because that's what a lot of those systems represent. It's like collective parents. And then where people go even deeper into the rabbit hole, which isn't really helping anything is like, oh, there's so much corruption. There's so much darkness. Like, yeah, there's a lot of corruption in different systems. But also what about all of the light? Right. And what are we energizing? There are a lot of really amazing, beautiful people in this world. And we can't forget that either, right? Those are the people that 
that we can support. So think about it like someone is in a relationship and it's a toxic relationship, super toxic, really hurts them in so many ways. And the relationship ends and the person leaves feeling like they can't trust anyone ever again. And because they're staying in that energy, they are missing the love of their life who walks right on by, walks in, but they can't see that because they have so many walls up. They don't trust. They don't trust anyone now. Now they feel like I can't trust anyone. can't trust relationships. I can't trust love. So they block out that love. We don't want to get in that situation on a larger collective level. I could go in way deeper with that, but I think you get the point. But there's also this other aspect of, again, like they call it the science attachment, like people who are so attached to the science. You feel that energy, like I'm so attached to the science, but what is, what is the science? First of all, like, what is the science really? Because if I'm being blunt, I feel like a lot of things that are labeled science are not very scientific because they're so fudged. But also when you're just desperately clinging to the science, what's underneath that is I don't trust myself. I need something outside of me to validate myself. I don't trust myself. So I need to trust everybody outside of me. It's that clinging energy. And this is a huge thing that's coming up right now where it's like, I mean, we got to step up and learn to trust ourselves. We got to step up (laughs) and learn to trust that, that voice in our heads that, that is, you know what, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to go this way, even when I'm being told to go that way. Or, you know what, this person seems very charming, but there's this, there's not in my stomach that feels like, I don't know about this and I don't know what it is. We are being guided in huge ways to listen to our intuition again. And the lesson will keep hitting people on the side of the head until they learn it. But here's the important question. If your intuition is screaming at you, something feels off, but your logical brain and the science is telling you this is the way, but your intuition is like, no, this is not the way. I'm not quoting the Mandalorian, I promise. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, what, what do you choose? What do you go with? It's a question of trust for yourself and also in something greater and how the universe works. But we have to remember that everything is energy. Emotions are energy. The chair you're sitting on is made of energy. And we're getting communication all the time, but we don't see all of it. But if you're experiencing extreme sadness in your body and you feel it, it's a feeling. You know it's there. You're crying. And somebody says, I don't see it physically, so it's not real. How does that make you feel? I mean, that doesn't even make sense. But I find often, the science attachment, quote unquote, science attachment is a coping mechanism because there's so much going on. And so we're looking to, to find something to cling to that makes us feel more safe and secure. We are naturally going to look for things that help us make sense of the world. That's just how we're wired. There's a lot of discomfort in being in the unknown, right? Cause that's scary to the ego. We want to make sense of things. So we're going to cling to anything that seems like it makes sense, even if you look deeper and it it doesn't actually make sense. The science attachment is also a way of bypassing a responsibility (laughs) to look into things for yourself, to trust yourself. It's a way of abdicating responsibility. Oh, I'll just let this person tell me what to think or believe. And if you want to do that, you know, it's your choice. But I'm just saying this time period in human history is about offering us opportunities to finally take responsibility for ourselves and our beliefs, to finally face truth so that we can embody truth. That is a freeing frequency. And I get it. It can be overwhelming when you start to realize how much has been conditioned, right? From a very young age, we're programmed in so many ways. This is how you move through life. This is the education system. Everybody's going to learn the same thing. I mean, the way they teach history is biased, right? 
Like if you look at history books, there's so much bias in how they even explain what happened. And then it begs the question, is this all even true? When a system controls you, it wants to make you believe that you can trust it. We are taught through school, through education, that we have to explain everything that we know. Give me the answer and then explain why, right? Three paragraphs why. I need to see all your work for the math problem, right? And yeah, so that people don't cheat. Even that word in itself, right? Cheating. (laughs) It's a whole other thing. And, you know, that can be helpful in many ways, right? Teaching us to critically think in some ways, showing our work, showing the process. But then also, what else is it teaching? If I'm a super genius and I can just intuit the answer to a, to a big math problem, now it's teaching me to question what I know. I'm trained to always go down my logical track rather than trust my body. Think about television, right? And its addictive nature and the commercials for medications, the commercials for internet, Wi-Fi, 5G, and how is everything framed to us? I mean, so much of it is a form of modern day propaganda and we're just so used to it, we don't even notice it. I mean, you want to talk about science. What about the science of child development and all of the children? I mean, what's going to happen when they are growing up and only used to seeing somebody's eyes? I mean, that's a core piece of development for, for children and learning to recognize facial expressions. My point is there's just a bigger conversation here. What about mental health and how that gets left out of the conversation so often? If California is, you know, totally in quarantine and Florida is so much more open, then why do the numbers of cases look look quite similar? And then it's like, where are the numbers even coming from? Because if you ask like five different people about numbers of cases in different locations, you probably will get five different answers. I think that's interesting. And if we look at the bigger picture, think about everything that's happened and how it's designed to pit us against each other. And that's an illusion. We don't have to be against each other. So they can make it seem like science versus anti-science when so many people who are labeled anti-science are in science. They're just seeing it from a different perspective. Where have we gone too far where now we're in a society, which I mean, this is not just now, right? But what is it creating when people have turned into it's it's us versus them? I'm going to call out this person or shame this person if they've done something different than than I've done. We have to start to think about what we are told is is right, right? Because there's so much propaganda all around. <laughs> like, I mean, it actually shocks me. I'm somebody who really doesn't pay attention to the news. I don't watch the news. I see things like, they'll just come into my awareness if I'm supposed to know what's going on. Um, And when you take time away and then you look at it again, it it's almost shocking, like how glaringly obvious it was. But when I was when I used to watch all that stuff, I, I didn't realize because it was so normal to me. But when people tell you what the right thing is to do, this is the right thing. This is the right thing. What that's also creating in you is an awareness of, oh, this is the wrong thing. And now you're letting somebody else tell you what's right and what's wrong. And if you want to do that, that's your decision. But that's also an area where you give your power away. I personally am pro-choice for everything. I want people to be free in their decisions. And I think so many people, unfortunately, feel very trapped in their decisions. And I want people to be able to make informed decisions and see all, all aspects of it. I think intention behind everything is, is the most important. I don't need everyone to agree with me on things. I have lots of people around me who very much disagree with me on things and I love them to death and they love me. 
But for me, it's about, you know, where, where is it coming from? And are we being open-minded? Like, I think that's the most important thing. When it comes to the science conversation, I am really confused why people are perpetuating this idea that there's a gap, that it's either like science or, or woo, science or spirituality. They coincide. Like to me, if you are following science that's done well, if you're really rooted in the scientific method, and if you're going into the science deep, right, you're going all the way to the quantum physics, it all overlaps. And for me, like I can think about to use use the V as an example, I know what I have channeled around it. I know what I've tuned into. um, And I also have looked at a lot of science around it. And for me, I didn't feel like there was really a gap between them. But I also understand how other people are looking at science and feeling like maybe maybe there is a gap. And so what's underneath that is, right, like who whose science is the science? Well, what's the science? And that's what I think is the most interesting thing is people get so attached to science as if it's clear-cut answer. When to me, it in some ways can feel just as subjective as things that people label as not science. I mean, think about all of the things in society that that we were told were healthy. And then later on down the line, oh wait, this actually really maybe is not healthy for us. Doctors used to endorse sugar, refined sugar. (laughs) Doctors used to endorse cigarettes. The first surgeon that suggested people wash their hands and scrub in before surgery was called totally crazy, made fun of. Have you looked at the clinical trials about masks, like even in surgery? Because that's interesting. Actually, actually look at those studies. Maybe you reach the same conclusion. Maybe you don't. But it's time that people actually like start looking into things for themselves, tuning into things for themselves and not just regurgitating what someone else says. And I will say, you know, I've had a lot of people in the medical field reach out to me and be like, you know, I'm having a really hard time explaining this to some of my colleagues why I'm making this decision. And I gather that can be a tough spot. You know, I'm not I'm not in the medical field, so I, I don't go to work every day with people who maybe have a different opinion than me. But what's interesting is most people who align themselves with science like to think that they're very objective. And then suddenly where we're judging everybody who doesn't follow what we choose, well, now we're shifting to bias and that's not very objective. So that's interesting. But if you go looking and it's not easy to find always, I wonder why. Interesting why things are hidden. That's weird. huh? Anyway. You will find science to to support your choices. You will. And, you know, when people open themselves up to anecdotes, to case studies, to real human experience versus what we might think happens based on something in a lab, that's all interesting information as well. You know, it really goes back to truly question everything. And whenever you're feeling confused, when you go back and just be in the questioning, you know, I I think it it can be a trap to stay in the questioning so much, but it is a helpful place to, to return to, if you're feeling confused of like, let me just question it all for a sec and then let myself, you know, find what, what feels in alignment for me. But I will say this literally came up for me a couple of weeks ago. There's someone in my life who, you know, prides themselves on being the scientist. (laughs) Uh, And it came up and they were just like, well, science says this. So I'm following the science. And I was like, really, what science can you show me? Because I can show you some. What about this science? <laughs> and that person was just shook. 
like, let's actually look at it and actually look at how the study was conducted, what showed up, what was the control, how does this apply to real life? And I'm just going to call it out. I think a lot of people in our society gaslight by making comments about, well, that's what the science said. And my question is, what science are you talking about? Like, what science? Is that really the science though? Or is that a biased interpretation of the results? Are those biased results? Are you being told the whole story? I'm just posing questions. No matter where you stand on all of these issues, I respect you. I send you so much love. My goal is just to empower people to think for themselves and to not get bullied into thinking certain things. We have to remember that people make different decisions for different reasons as well. So sometimes, you know, you might look at the science I mean, there are certain things I look at the science of and I'm like, wow, that's not good for me. And I still do it anyway because there's something else that makes me feel like, you know, I'm still going to do this. And that's my personal decision if I do it that way. I have found that people who judge me for my decisions just in my life in general, people who judge decisions I make are typically very much in judgment of themselves, critical of themselves, insecure with their own decisions, can't trust their intuition and confidence in a certain perspective belief is very triggering for people who are not secure. And I also think a lot of people are very scared because they're afraid that they're going to make the wrong decision or do the wrong thing. But this is where you've already decided that something is right or wrong. Look, the world is always shifting. We're always learning more. When it comes to science, we're always going to learn more and more things. And there have been so many things that we were, I mean, science was so quote unquote sure about for a long time. And then new things came out and we're like, holy shit, that was wrong. I mean, I think archaeology is a great example of that. You find an artifact or some teeth and suddenly it throws the whole timeline off. Oh my gosh, who lived here? What? I've taken so many archaeology classes. Fun fact about me, I've probably taken like 12. Here's the thing though. (laughs) All we can work with is what we have right now, right? And so I might feel really firmly about something in my life and maybe in 10 years change my mind. And I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with saying like, whoa, with the information I had, my perspective, my life experience, my life situation, that was my belief. That was my decision, whatever it was. But then also now here I am, different, different time, different situation in my life, different information coming to me. I can shift. I get to do that whenever I want. But you'll paralyze yourself if you don't give yourself that permission to grow and shift and change. If you have made it to the end of this podcast, I appreciate you. I appreciate your open-mindedness. I really just want to explore this because I, I mean, I just feel like there isn't a discussion where we're like bridging the gap. I don't really see why it has to be science versus spirituality. Um, But we have to look at all of the ways where we're kind of, I don't know, primed to believe that. You know, think about like if you start using energetic modalities to support healing and now you can't be in the medical field anymore. And what is that rooted in? I could go so many different directions with that. you know, it's a powerful person who understands multiple modalities. It's a powerful person who looks into science beyond what they're taught. Why are only certain things taught in schools and not others, right? Why do, why do medical doctors not get that much nutrition training? The nutrition training that most people get, like, why is it what it is? So many interesting questions, you know, but don't, don't question yourself when you have talked to many different doctors, seen many different doctors, uh, showing research in, in support of one point of view. And then your friend comes at you and they're like, no, well, well, the science is this. Okay. Well, maybe the science you've seen says this, but then there's also this science. So can we have a discussion or maybe we can agree to disagree. 
doesn't really matter. Question really is like, what science though? And I think it's important for people who, who are deeply attached to what the science says to think about when I'm talking about what the science is, what does that mean to me? Like, what does that actually mean to me for something to be rooted in science? And coming back to that definition for yourself, I think can maybe provide a lot of clarity. So I appreciate you being open to this discussion. I hope you feel my heart and that I truly just want people to feel empowered no matter what their decision is. And I am certainly not anti-science. I'm not the authority on science, that's for sure. But I do have some education there. I do have many colleagues and friends in the field. I do see science around many of these topics and look at that. But I also look at the energetic point of view. And typically they very much line up and I really don't see why there has to be a gap. Um, And, you know, again, (laughs) the most like intelligent medical professionals that I know, like, why is it that they always get led to the woo component? Because there's so much science behind the woo. And if you listen to this podcast and it triggered you in any way, I would invite you to just reflect on, on why. If you don't align with my perspective, that is totally okay. I just appreciate you listening. And I really respect you for listening to something that doesn't resonate with you. I think that that's like such an important skill, something I really admire in people, in my life, around me. So I, I really, I really respect that. And I appreciate that. I think there's a lot in our world that can make us feel like we're divided and we're too different, but there's also so much that we can come together on and we can create so much love and and positive change and powerful change when we do look more at what we agree on. Right. And when we just come together on like where we're all aligned with with truth and helping people feel free in their lives and supported and loved. And that might play out differently for different people, but there is so much that we do have in common, right? Even if it feels like certain things people disagree on, there's so much that we do have in common. We all want to be loved. We all want to be understood. We all want to feel seen. We all want to feel safe. We all want to be heard. We want to take control of our lives as best as we can. We want to feel happy. Like there's so much that we do that we, that I would say most of us want, right? (laughs) And I think it's important to remember that. I'm going to wrap up for today. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm sending you so much love. Please leave a comment in the private community forum. If you have any reflections after this episode, would love to hear from you. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will chat with you again next episode. 